Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. We're a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox happens to be the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. That's where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Shit They Don't Tell You wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you give CastBox a shot because we think it's the best. It is the best. It's better than sex. Let's not. It's better than sex. Why didn't anyone tell me? Okay, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. Our special guest today, Jess Lazama, the indomitable Jess Lazama. We, we're friends. We hang together. We vacation together. Yeah, we do. We're family in a lot You're of ways. You're a lifestyle blogger, a fitness guru, a badass mother, and was a teen mother, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, We've known each other, what, 10 years or something? 10 years. More? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Almost. That's a long time. Almost. We're family. It was like yeah, 2010. Legit. Yeah. Legit. Since Crane was 12. Yeah. She's only 21. Oh, that's crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. Crazy. That's insane. Okay. So before we start, you have a really interesting story, and that's why I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, I don't think it's it, – I mean, it may not be relatable in the sense that, like, a lot of people out there are going through the same exact thing as you, but I like it because – it eliminates excuses. That's what I find so inspiring about it is that it's such a crazy story and you still manage to go through it and make it to where you are right now that anytime I'm like, oh, I can't do this because I'm too old or I'm too <laughs> young or whatever, I'm too this or that, um, it's like, no, you're just making an excuse. And I think that excuses make it so that it's like what people tell themselves so that they uh, don't succeed. And then that is okay to not succeed because and we all use them, man. Everybody uses everybody uses for them. But I wanted to make this episode about um, like overcoming obstacles and and not letting your excuses get in the way of letting you live your best life. So 
tell tell us like just a little bit about your background. Thank you. <clears throat> Sorry, we were laughing a lot. So that's <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's very like I feel honored that you want me to talk about it. I've never actually like talked about it openly right from like the beginning. Um, I was a teen mom, sixteen and pregnant. And 15 and pregnant had her when I was 16. Before it was cool. Wow. Yeah, it was not cool. Like, <laughs> I was a, uh, I was all A student. You're I like was the last the person that oh my they gosh. expected to have. I had to tell all of my teachers that I was leaving school because my high school silently and gently pushed me out and asked me to do homeschool because they thought it would become like an epidemic. I was contagious at this point. You know, I had pregnancy flu. Right. And you um, were a military brat too. Yeah, we so moved every two years. So my dad, in drill instructor, super strict, oldest of three. Like, how dare I? I so clean slate. Yeah. Um, band camp and uh, nerd. choir. Just say Huge it. Huge nerd. nerd. Mathletes. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Oh wow. Straight A's. Yes. Hand me downs. That um, was your dad. Your dad was that way. Yeah, my okay. dad. We, he did that to all of us. We we're all big nerds, like my dad. Oh wait, your dad did Dungeons and Dragons. Or yeah, you did? he was. My dad no, was the dungeon did, master. But he, oh, he taught I see. her to oh, be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he was the dungeon master, and we were the kids. If anybody that's listening, that's why you're is so be like, cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really nerdy. She's Thanks, cool guys. Yeah. She just looks gorgeous as fuck, so you never know how cool she is. Yeah, it's like you. I'm like, I was so confused <laughs> oh, in the beginning. I was like, what the hell? Why is she so cool? It doesn't make any sense. And she's stunning. That's exactly it. You're that. We weren't that. We were like, and yes. I'm, and, I, and I'm the same as well. Yes. And Steve is the same. You're like, whoa, how is he so cool? It's yeah, so it's funny like, how that puts guy. you. How could he turn out this cool? Yeah, totally. That's what I thought. For sure. For yeah, sure. Know, for I'll sure. For sure. Actually, I was like, again, I'm finally I dating a popular guy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's so funny how your looks put you in a box when when you grow up being like the chubby, like nerdy person, and then everyone's like, "You're so chubby and nerdy. You need to do this and that, and like do put on makeup the right way, and like they laugh at you and they make fun of you." So then you finally learn how to do all those things, and then people put you in a box like you're not relatable, right? Cause... But now people are like, "You're so beautiful. I wonder how do you do your makeup? Yeah, show me how you do it." And it's like, no, th- bitches, you. This is just what you told me to do. Like I I'm did... just doing it so you like me. Like I, I did tell what? Nikki the other night, people, she could get more roles if she were more ordinary looking that's she did say that uh, did and you my, really say yeah, that? yeah. That's great. my mom true. actually said the I, same exact thing and this sounds like i'm like totally like, <laughs> like i'm guys i, I, I agree. agree i agree Today we're talking no. about why nikki should look more ordinary no uh, it was funny <laughs> welcome because, our guest jess lazama um it, like with when you think of commercials you know they're they're trying to appeal to the majority of people right like a general blanket of what people look like so when you see the person on tv you go oh that's like me and it wasn't until I like stopped wearing makeup to commercial auditions that's when I started booking commercials. I believe it because yeah, you like when you live in LA, everyone here is a fucking ten fifteen model. They're just like out of the world, beautiful, gorgeous. But why is every Bud Light commercial got a guy fat dude with a beard? He's relatable. As that's why, fuck. right? Yeah, because he's relatable. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's if you look at sitcoms and TV shows, like the girls getting cast are not these like beautiful swan princesses walking around on the street every day they're actually just regular looking girls um but it's hard you lose sight of that because when gorgeous becomes the norm you're like constantly trying to keep up with gorgeous so wait where are the gorgeous ladies going they're they're going they're supermodels i was gonna say i think they get stuck models. in models oh the models modeling well angela jolie's they're pretty, lifestyle pretty good. bloggers <laughs> angela jolie what about her how does she make it oh she's she will she, first of all her dad was already oh yeah, John, yeah they John grandfathered John her in and your then, dad looks awful lot like john boy by the way he does i am angela yeah, jolie he really <laughs> does yeah, i don't sure. know if i told you guys this yeah <laughs> i believe it Thanks, guys. Yeah. He does look like John Voight. Yeah. He signed autographs as John Voight. John Voight, I hope this No, he looks dead on. And and because he's in the military, when he was at your wedding, he had like the full-on general thing, which yeah. is what John Voight plays in every movie because he always plays the military general who's bad guy. Oh. 
And so I'm always like, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Oh. Um, okay, so you're in school. I was in and, school. And you're getting straight A's. You're the nerdiest person ever, playing Dungeons and Dragons, but you get pregnant. Got pregnant by like a gangster G. Like I was the nerdiest girl, so I had no boyfriends ever. And then the first guy to pay attention to me was like in a gang and was not a good guy. <laughs> I mean, that sounds with terrible. The wrong crowd. I was rolling with the wrong crowd. Like we, when you're young, like you're young and dumb, and you just think that love is forever, and that everyone who tells you that it's not going to be forever just doesn't know this kind of love because they've never had it before. Right. Right. Um, we we were all just think bad that for first. each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And so they silently pushed me out of school. I did home study. Um, two people came to my baby shower, so that was real <gasps> sad. Oh. <laughs> um, because when you Jesus. are pregnant and you're in high school, you're not cool. People can't, you can't drink with them. You can't I would have been your friend, them. Jess. Thanks, yeah, guys. me Man. too. It was very sad. Two was, people like, who two came. People. Um, one of my friends and my brother. Wow. Yeah, my friend Don oh, you're, Petrie. you're counting your brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don Petrie, you're the best. Man. If you're out there. Oh, they're both boys? You're like, I don't talk to him anymore. No, I don't but talk he went to, to my baby show. <laughs> oh, it's a girl. <laughs> it was a girl, Dawn and Fawn. So you only had one girl at your bride, at your uh, baby shower. Yeah. People came and dropped off gifts, but they didn't stay. Oh. Yeah, two okay. people came and dropped off gifts. So you're feeling so very ago. isolated. Super isolated. Nobody talked to me. Like, you just lose all of your friends. And then uh, my parents kicked me out because they were like, well, you, if you want to have this baby, that's fine. But you're not under my house and under my, under my rules. So they wanted you to have an abortion. They wanted me to have an abortion. And I was not going to do that. I wanted to have her. How I knew that at 16, I have no, honestly, no idea. Well, they say you, you feel it inside. Like, um, there's, a, there's a connection that happens. It makes it very difficult that even if you logically wanted to have an abortion, you, like, you can't physically, like, you emotionally can't do it. Like, you feel super connected to the fetus that's inside you. Yeah, and that's why I'm very much like, oh, man, I feel like every situation is so different. Because as a woman now, I was a kid, right? But yeah. as a woman now, I could see how, you know, I mean, I wasn't ready for Corinne. I'm so glad totally. I kept her, obviously. But it was definitely, it was fucking hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was hard. Well, I can't, I don't know. That sounds easy. <laughs> Just sounds, I know, I know. Um, sounds so hard. That so sounds... where do you go? You get kicked out of the house. Where do you go? Yeah, I went to her dad's house, and I slept on the couch for four months. Four oh. months, six months, something like that. And, and I how, go... old, or how old was her dad? He was. I was 16, he was 17. Okay. Yeah. So and he was so still living at home, too. He was living at home, too. Yeah, and... Uh, and the parents knew, obviously, that you were pregnant. Yes, and I was living off of WIC vouchers. And so I don't know if you know what WIC is, no. but it's women, infant, children, and they give you these vouchers for milk, cheese, cereal eggs, peanut butter, like Whoa. the basic necessities that you need. And that's all I ate my entire pregnancy. How I gained 70 pounds is beyond me. I mean, it was a lot of pizza and cheesecake. Yeah. But <laughs> beyond that, a lot, a lot of dairy food. is happening in that wick. It's all dairy. You're like, I was on the cheesecake and pizza diet, and I don't I know, know how know I gained how weight. I, gained I have no weight. idea, guys. They were like, you're on the verge of gestational diabetes, woman. Like, like I just eat double cheese pizza. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm going crazy over here. I was 89 pounds when I got pregnant because I was 16. Yeah. Tiny. And then I was 171 the week before I had her. Oh my god! You and like she's, more than double. And Jess Lazama is like four foot eleven. I yeah, mean, I'm four ten and a half. Thank yeah. you for that extra yeah, half you're inch. Welcome. I love yeah. you. Yeah, um, back there. And thank you. Four ten. Four ten and a half. 179 pounds. You said. I'm 171. 171. Yeah. Wow. Close. I mean, I wow. Was, I was massive. And then I have this baby, and then they send you home with this baby. And by the way, they tell you nothing. They arm you with no information. You just go home, and you're like, oh, uh, there's an additional person in my family now. I guess I should know what to do. Didn't no. even teach you how to swaddle the thing and all that? Not anything. Whoa. Yeah. What's I mean, 20 the, years ago. Yeah. What's the number one thing you would tell that Jess in the hospital going home? You're going to fuck up. 
<laughs> yeah, just accept don't tell it you right that. away. Absolutely. Just accept that you're gonna fuck up. I remember the first few nights. Like, if you, there's any new parents listening, like the first few nights, the baby, there's there's so much cooing happening and noises. And I remember listening to her like coo and move, and and I'm like, oh, I got this. I'm gonna be the best mom because she's so easy. And then days went on and months and years, and you just fuck up and fuck up again and fuck up again, and then you just have and to when you say yourself. fuck up, what what do you mean? I mean, your kid's going to hate you, and that's okay. You're doing it right if wow. they hate you. Um, Wait, I was very strict. As a baby, or what, like, you mean like growing up? I was a strict mom. Okay. So I was a mean, I, Corinne will tell you, she'll be like, my mom was a mean mom, but it's because I would sit her down, she was probably three years old, in the car um, before we went into Walmart, and I'm like, we're going in for toilet paper and paper towels. You're not going to have any meltdowns. You're not going to throw any fits. We're not getting any toys. We're not getting any candy, and if you do, we're leaving immediately, and she'd be like, oh. <laughs> and she was great. I, I loved her. In by the way, she's for those of you who don't know, she is first of all gorgeous. Like Thank just you. be out of this world. Like I want to lock her up. She's like too gorgeous. <laughs> Me too. And I don't want her to get taken by. Yeah, anybody. like I want to like scar her somehow <laughs> to no, take I, it no, away. No, she's emotionally scarred. I'm scared yeah. that somebody will take her. I'm like, no, she needs to be protected. She she's watches so a lot of Dateline. <laughs> a lot oh, of Dateline. Good. And she's smart, though. I know, she's, man. She's yeah. cool, man. She, she's uh, she likes all the she's conspiracy smart. stuff, too, like, which yes. is super yes. fun. No, she's, she's very woke. woke. She's so woke. Yeah, woke. She's very woke, and she carries mace. Um, She carries a uh, taser, and she carries one of those little cat ears that can nice. like, really shank someone. She's very armed. She's very armed, <laughs> folks. Back she's off. very armed. Do you hear that? She Don't you armed. dare try to take our Corinne away. She is armed. She is woke. <laughs> she watches Dateline. <laughs> she watches Dateline, okay? You stay away. So, so we made when it out did you, alive. When did you bridge the gap? Because now you're the cool, coolest mom ever. Like, Thanks. Yeah. So. Probably at 16. Okay. Yeah. When she was 16, I was like, damn. Oh, when she was 16, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Corinne was 16, and I was like, wow, she's the age that I was when I had her, and she's the raddest kid. We made it out alive. Like, we're not struggling anymore. We don't have to sleep in our car. We don't have to live off the dollar menu. Like, yeah. we're not in this sad-ass apartment with nothing in it but, like, a bed and a TV wait, that doesn't wait, work. So where do you wait, go? Wait, wait, wait. No. Those were all my dramas. First of all, she really brushed over the living in a car part. Like, yeah, it was only you... two nights, so I can't be like, oh, that okay. was a huge part. But I feel like, because what do you think of when you're, like, homeless? You don't have a home. Right. It's so sad. And you have a kid not having a home. Yeah, and apparently you can't sleep in a Walmart parking lot. It's illegal. They, like, knocked on my window. I just hear, like, boom, boom, boom. And this big flashlight in my face and the guy with the security was like you can't sleep here with your baby sorry and so oh. I had to move parking lots I don't I honestly don't remember I think my coping mechanism was block that shit out mm-hmm. um, but I had to leave and I couldn't sleep in the Walmart parking and you slept lot. in the TJ Maxx parking and lot. then I was in the TJ Maxx parking <laughs> lot super cool about it by the way we were in the just TJ Maxx bathroom <laughs> I just love hearing these parts because you I don't know who's listening right now but like if someone's going through that they probably feel like they're the only person who's ever gone through that, they feel so alone. Or if you're going through something like this, and it's just nice to hear. That you're not a failure. I felt like such a failure. I cried that whole night. I was just like sobbing, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I have my baby. Like, how am I? I, I failed her. Like, what are we What are we doing in right now? I have nothing. I have not a cent to my name. I have nowhere to go. I'm in my car in a Walmart parking lot where I can't even stay. And I had just left my ex-husband in the middle of the night. It was New Year's. And uh, never looked back. That was the best decision ever because of... It was great for everyone. Home life, domestic life was not good. No, it wasn't good. There yeah. was a lot of abuse happening. And we just weren't nice to each other. It was really toxic. Um... And he's he's better off. I'm better off. Corinne's been way better off. Right. I just wish they'd had a better relationship because she's pretty. I mean, I look at her and I'm like, you're gonna be fucked up. Like you didn't have a dad. Mm. I but had she, to be that. She is not fucked up, but though. she's not. Yeah. <laughs> she's got her shit together more than anybody. I, I know. know. I like. I want to be her when I grow up. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I feel like I have to say that to like balance out the universe because I'm like, fuck, you're so good. Like, yeah. what what is this on this side? Oh, it's me. I'm on this side. (laughs) (laughs) I'm balancing that shit out. That's hilarious. She's very normal. So you were on his, you're on the couch at at your, at the baby daddy's house. Yes. Your, the parents eventually kick you out? How, how, how does how do you get to the car? My mom was finally like, oh, this was years later. So my mom was finally like, you can come home. We miss you. We want you to be home. So once Corinne was born, they loved her. They didn't help at all. Not one sunny, not one sunny, not one penny, not yeah. one diaper, nothing. They weren't, I wasn't even allowed to use my mom's body wash or shampoo. She's Whoa. like, your body wash or your shampoo? You're going to buy it. Um, your baby, your food. We sectioned things off. She was very strict. She wanted me to learn. Like, this is your, you're making an adult decision. That's why you were a mean Live mom. Living an adult life. That was a mean are mom. You glad you, that, are you glad in, that she did that? I am. Yeah. I couldn't appreciate it back then. I was like, my mom right. hates me. Yeah. She hates me. But, you, like, your, me. your version of being a mean mom was like, oh, at least I'm not my mom. Like, I'm way nicer than my mom. I'm warning you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just going to smack you upside the head for no with no warning. Like, yeah. with that warning, um, I'll tell you that I'm going to do it. And then if you act out, I'm going to do it. Asian mom. That's... Yo, in 20 years ago, you could smack your kid just, psh, and yeah. then nothing would happen. <laughs> now it's like, psh, yeah, <laughs> you're like, what did I do? So that you, sounded like a party, actually. Okay. So then <laughs> you lived. I was supposed to be a police officer. That was a police. So then you you lived with your parents, <laughs> and then how? Where do you go from there? So we get married at 18, have Corinne at 16, get married at 18, mm-hmm. and then divorced 21. Um, filed bankruptcy there shortly after. Ran from the. So when I left him, um, I we lived in the car. I Corinne and I. I say live. That is so. I'm I'm stretching it. Okay, it was no, only two nights. Okay. Um. But, but from there, I went to not knowing that's if you're going to have a home. Two scary, scary nights. Come on now. Yeah. But all of the wives, all of the, because you, when you live on base, you're, I was in a cul-de-sac. All of like the military wives that I knew, the community wives, they all gave me whatever they had on them, whatever Aww. money they had. And I like used that to get a hotel room. And then a friend took us in and was awesome. But we were always living with a friend or in a back room of a house or someone's couch, couch serving. Yeah. And I always felt like. And one, I was super indebted to that person. So I was either babysitting their kids, buying cigarettes and alcohol and paying the bills or Corinne and I never had our own space. So I remember very vividly, even when we lived with Olga, Mm -hmm. that I would, Corinne and I would go and drive and we would just take naps in the car 
just to be alone in our own space. To yeah. Be like, this is our time. Because we never had that. We never, right. up until like eight years ago, we That's never so had hard. our own time in our own space. It was wow. so weird. Like you were building a family while living on like someone else's family. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you're kind of, you know, you have to live by their rules and you have to do their family things, their traditions. So mm-hmm. we weren't able to ever celebrate what our family looked like. You were like orphans, traveling orphans. Yes. And I remember <laughs> Corinne saying, and like, it's, you guys are like Oprah. Because I'm like, am I going to cry? Yeah. Um, please, go we ahead need the ratings. For the ratings. <laughs> Oprah and, and Dr. Phil. Make sure you look that way when you're zooming. Look at that fucking camera while you cry. <laughs> The close-up one, the close-up. <laughs> Is this the close-up? Yeah. yeah. So I remember Corinne being like, Mom, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter where we go. Like, home is wherever you are, wherever we are together. Aww. That yeah. was home That's for her. Cool. And she said that to me, and it, it broke my heart. How old was she? She was probably six because – Oh, my God. I remember – okay, I got divorced. There was the car situation. Then I lived with friends, and then it was Corinne and I, and I worked two jobs to support us. And for me, my ex-husband and I went through a very brutal – terrible custody battle if you can be civil with your ex fucking do it like yeah. be, you're you don't you know what i mean it's already like, hard enough the kids pay is. for it absolutely yeah. and so i just wanted us to be in a gated community but you pay extra for that yeah and so i worked two jobs i was always paying i was borrowing from dick to pay harry and then on payday i'd re-loan from two different loan offices from op- opposite ends of the town and um yeah, I paid my rent. We had a mattress on the floor, and we had a TV. And Karen would just watch SpongeBob. She was so easy. And I would listen to Enya, guys. It was very sad. She'll tell you to this wow. day, Karen cannot listen to Enya. That's a hell of a contrast. She cannot SpongeBob listen to Enya. SpongeBob with Enya in the background? Yeah, I think that's a dark time. We were fucking dark. It was dark. Karen would be like, Mom, can you hold me? And I would be like, one arming it because I'm like I can't I can barely like I wasn't allowed to have breakdowns I never yeah. allowed I never gave myself that wow. so if because you I held her you would break down if I held her I would break down and, it, and the nights you know night is hard when you go through any breakup the nighttime is the worst yeah yes. you gotta make yourself the, busy. the loneliness you're the darkness. so lonely you're having to deal with a breakup a divorce and, and a baby and a baby yeah and she's looking to me and like, trying not to break down absolutely like I was teaching her at that time I'm like okay you can't break down like she's looking at you for coping mechanisms she wants to know how to deal with the world and how to you know manage her her emotions and I'm like so just you got this and I would just pep talk the fuck out of myself yeah, wow. Wow, just, you're so strong. <laughs> Stiff upper lip forever, basically? Yeah. I mean, when did you melt down? Like, like I alone? like stub my toe on a counter, and I'm like, I can't live anymore. I'm Nikki done. will melt down. And, I'm done. Yeah, she's well, always was, five minutes from meltdown. No, I love that. I was telling Nikki, I don't remember the last time I cried for myself. I'll cry for you, and I'll cry for you. If you guys were crying right now, I'd be sobbing for you and with you. I'm very empathetic. I just don't give that to myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't. Because you had to be strong. Yeah. And I kind of, I feel like that really, that was like a scab. I'm like scab. I'm just a walking scab. Yeah. It's a scar now. It's a scar. Scabs heal, you know? Yeah. And scar tissue. I don't think there's anything that can, that's been done that can't be undone. You know? Um, That's why um, I have fitness. Yeah. This is my therapy. You need an outlet. I need to slam some shit. Yeah. So, um, how did so where did you go from there so you're living in an apartment you're like barely making it barely making it yeah Corinne and I would celebrate if you asked her she do, she honestly does not remember but distinctly for a year we would live off the dollar menu at McDonald's because you can live off the dollar menu and some nights I couldn't eat some nights I, until they took it away recently it away. you know what the hell is going on with that <laughs> what are you doing to single parents everywhere <laughs> fucking six piece of chicken nuggets are you out of your mind did they really take it away yeah they did well they brought it back recently they go oh welcome back to the dollar menu everybody yeah right it's the three dollar menu pal <laughs> well, that man. makes me so sad the for dollars everyone menu. who's poor like me <laughs> yeah um 
This podcast is sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> Go check out the new $3 menu. Oh, my yeah, God. Just classic. Frap. A classic taste at an affordable price. For the dollar. 99 cents, actually, is what it was. And so from there, I um, I just continued. I think we were there for a year, and then I moved in with a co-workers, with a friend who I worked with. Um, and then I met my recent ex, and then we lived with him for four years. And to wait, did you – you went to school during this time, too. I went to college finally at 26. I yeah. went to college. So, um, yeah, very late college Still, entry. Like some people think – Oh, I'm 24 with a kid or whatever. No, do it. I'm too old for school. Did you finish? I loved it, and I finished. And I What'd you get? What'd, yeah. you, what's your degree? Band science. B.A. Band science. Band science. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> Definitely wasn't English. Um, bachelor's in science. I wanted oh. to be a pharmacy major. Tight. Yeah, yeah, and then I became a YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> weird. You were part of my first YouTube days, as That's was Nikki. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane, Shane Dawson and Totally Sketch Michael Gallagher um, and Timothy Delegato, they were, they were so... I was gonna say instrumental. Is that a yeah? Yeah, yeah. instrumental, great. implemental, instrumental. Yeah, in my um, first YouTube career days because they believed like we had ideas, great ideas, and they'd say be a part of my sketch, and I would. And then back then, it actually worked the way it was supposed to, and you got yeah people to follow people you, and it was would, awesome. There was no more they fun would time. They yeah. to your channel, and and then you'd have an audience, and and you could grow. Like yeah. you could really grow back yeah. then. It was easier. And to everyone grow. was like, "Hey, we're doing this." Like together, like come on down, and we would all just do stuff together. There it was, was no so agenda. Fun. Yeah. There was a YouTube house. Don't you? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There was a maker YouTube house. I remember mm-hmm. like being in that house and filming tons of shit. Yeah. It was awesome. Those were the good old days. Those I, were Abbott Kenny. Abbott Kenny, baby. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then, um, but like during this time, you like, you didn't know you wanted to be a YouTuber. No. Like this is this all happened to you. Yeah. And I feel like. Your energy just like emanates from you, like you just glow. And I think good things happen to good people. So you were brought into the group because people believed in your ideas, and you're just you're just a good person, and you're great, and you're good at what you do. Um, But like recently, YouTube's changed, and it just wasn't. It's not your passion anymore. Yeah, and and so what? Gravy trains over. Yeah, I you know feel what I'm like, I, I need to, yeah, I'm, I'm making that transition where I'm like building off platform because I really want to own my brand, yeah. you know. And unless you're getting the kind of views that make that CPN worth it, for Super you, Bowl views, Super Bowl. That's what views. I always say. That's that's how crazy it is. That's exactly to make it. a decent living, you need to get like the same amount of views that they get on the Super Bowl. And that's if month. they don't demonetize you because they're like, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. you're not suitable for fucking audiences. Yeah. and you're like, I'm sorry because I said fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I'll just talk about whatever the fuck I want now that you're taking away my incentive exactly. to make anything. That's yeah, and I, so and I love, by the way, if you're a paper towel company, okay, <laughs> and you think that me saying some bad words is the worst thing that could be associated with your product, She's you're out of it. your fucking mind. You yeah. know what You know what people use to clean up? I'll tell you what I, I've used paper towels for. Clean up shit. <laughs> clean up a lot of shit. Cleaning up. Puke. Puke. Cleaning up. Bodily fluids. Here come all the paper towel. Would, <laughs> bodily fluids that would come Sponsors. up a very bright color if a black light was shown on it. I'll, we'll just say that. Sponsored by Braun. Who the hell do you think you are, paper towel companies? I want to know. Oh, you think people are just picking up? Oh, I, I dropped some Valentine's Day candy on the ground. Let me get a bounty paper towel. Yeah, totally, bud. <laughs> I'll pick up the little the little heart-shaped candies that say, you're a cutie on it. <laughs> but, and what a sweetheart. Yeah, totally. That's what's happening. But you know paper what it is? I, I don't even blame the ad- Idiots. I don't even blame the advertisers though i blame youtube because what they do is they put you in a category yes and they and then the advertisers are just like they just select a box do you want 
a family friendly YouTuber? Do you want someone that's, you know, medium, like has maybe said some bad words here and there, but whatever? Or do you want, do you care if it's like vulgar or bad words? Or do you need it to be Mormon TV? And um, a lot of them are going to say And a lot PG. of them are going to be like family friendly, obviously. But the thing is, YouTube determines who is family friendly and who isn't. And sometimes they take you out of that box, even if you're not even doing anything wrong. I'm so fucking family friendly. <laughs> fucking family friendly. I'm so fucking family friendly. I only cuss now and that's the thing. Like, that's what I want to do. I actually want to switch over my channel since I'm, you can never leave YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's your hub. You just want to be more you. I want to be more me Which and I, I want to tell like. people. Like, you say to me all the time, Jess, your, your energy is so bright and it's so light. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. It's an effort for me to do that. Like, I don't, sometimes I wake up and I'm really dark and I want to draw the blinds and cry, crawl back into bed. Share and I have to that. make the bed so that I don't crawl back into it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I have bad days too. I just, I manage them differently and Corinne and Joe are both Scorpios and they're dark Scorpios. Yeah, I go Scorpio. Yeah. And I'm an Aries and I'm a light, flurry, like fairy Aries. <laughs> so I don't know how to be there with them. Mm-hmm. And so I put a force filter on myself and when like bad shit's coming my way, I kind of bounce it away. But definitely I'm human and it, and it you know, it sticks to me and I'm like, fuck, I am having a shit day today. Yeah. And I want to show more of myself. Yeah. Of that. I think know? just it's really relatable. People, it's real. you're a real person and I like that about you. Uh, again, I think like your looks put you in this box that we're like, <laughs> like, oh, she's not relatable. She And then you're peppy all the time or that, you know, your persona online is like peppy all the time. Right. And so everyone's just like, oh, I'm not this bubbly, peppy, gorgeous woman. I don't know how to even relate to this but and guess what I'm not either exactly <laughs> and so when you share more of that I it it makes me not be able to take my eyes off you I love listening to two hot people relate to each other <laughs> while I just sit here like a fucking <laughs> asshole no it's great you're hot too honey yeah totally uh, he's so handsome right I love it man I'm like yeah I mean yeah I mean yeah I agree <laughs> Like, what do you say? He's like, yes, we're I'm like, um, yeah. When you do that thing where you kiss your fingers and you point to the sky. Yeah, bud. Wow, that's so hot. See? Thank you. Yeah. I, that's it. That's a Steve Green comedy right there. That's it, baby. 100%. Um, and were you ever like, dude, I'm, I feel like I'm too old to, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? I feel like that now. Yeah, because like, you're in your 30s now. Yeah. But now you've pretty much done the whole motherhood the whole way through. Your kid is turning 21 this turning year. Kid's done. You're done. I'm you done. Did it. I yeah. can retire. <laughs> and, and so is, do you feel, because my mom had me young too, and she feels like now she's picking off from where she left off picking up from where she left off. So she feels like she's in her 20s because that's when she had me. Um, and so now that she doesn't have to be a mom anymore, she's not a full-time mom, she's like, oh, like, I she her mentality is where it was in her twenties, but she feels like her age doesn't match where her mental state is. Right, and so she kind of feels um, like trapped, like she's not she's too old to do what she wants to do. She's stuck. But wait, but you are attacking life, and you're like, I'm finally at a place where I love my life, and I think that's so great. And I think a lot of people need to hear that that you, you can. can have kids you can shit could happen to you fucked up stuff can happen and a lot of times people use that as an excuse to not continue and try to live the life they want to live because this thing happened and you could forever be like well we were living in a car and I had a kid so I can't I don't know I'm not one of these people that can go and live their dreams I gotta you know I that wasn't my the hand I was dealt it's really easy to give up yeah you know it's really easy to be like oh fuck it I'm just gonna give in to this really mucky feeling that I have I'm not going to try to make it better mm-hmm. because it's easier to be here um, I have never had it easy so I guess I just take 
the harder road. I don't know. <laughs> because I guess that's what I would, you're more familiar right, with. Right, I'm more familiar. I like being uncomfortable. If I'm in a bad place, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, I hate this. Like, I'm, I'm just going to make myself uncomfortable and make myself happy. It, like, motivates um, you. It motivates me. And also, too, I think when you're in your 30s, you're finally in a place where you're like, fuck it. Like, I am the way that I am, and no one's going to change me because I'm in my 30s. Like, I'm not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. I need to get my shit together. By the way, no one has it figured out. We're all Nobody's fucking figuring exactly, it out. Nobody has it figured out. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. But I and I I don't think I'm alone here, but I really always felt like when I looked around, it's like it felt like everyone got a memo that I didn't get. Like everyone seems to just know where they're doing, what they're what they're doing, where they're going. Everyone just walks around like robots and like knows what they're doing. And I'm like, how come I don't know what I'm doing? Like how come I'm not walking around? I think that's knowing, everybody though. It's, yeah, it's the insight of. Find, like actually sitting down with somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I don't know what I'm doing either. But see, the memo. This is the shit they don't tell you. Exactly. Yeah. Is that we're actually all in the same boat. The memo actually says nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fake it till you make it. Like that's the memo we didn't get as yeah. kids, you know? And that's why I also don't think, I've said this many times, but I don't think that there's a special knowledge out there Mm-mm. that we lack that somebody else has. And it's like, oh, they got the special knowledge. We don't have it. So they can do it and I can't. Yeah. But I think we're all conditioned to think that because of the way that experts talk, it's mm-hmm. like, listen, this is the way things are, and I know all these things, and I promise you this is how it is. But if you really sit down with those guys, like, they don't – I mean, I think everyone's smart at two things, right? Because you spend a lot of time working in life. I think you're capable of being very smart at two things. But I think everybody else is pretty dumb at, yeah. at everything. And it depends on what those two things are. Everyone has different two things. Exactly. And we're conditioned, though, also to believe that in our older years, I say older, anything past 25, I think yeah. when I was 19, I'm like, damn, that's old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that it, your life is over and that you don't you don't have time to make anything new Any again. Any changes. Any changes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm here to – I have a 20-year-old, you know. I'm 37, and I'm proud to say that now. I think five years ago I would have been like, oh, no, I'm 28 forever. Yeah. Um, I remember when I, I met you. You were 28. I lied, right? And well, no, I, you asked me how old I was. I said 23. And you said, oh, that's the age I tell people I am. Oh, yeah, it was true. And that's then you funny. told me that I was, <laughs> that you were 28, actually. It's true. That's it's funny. true. Um, I own it now because it's like, fuck it. Age is yeah. just a number. It's how you feel and like don't die before you're dead. And right. so just live your life. And I finally, if anybody's out there and they're like, hey, I hate my body now. Yo, I hated my body at 35. Like, <laughs> I finally love myself and everything that encompasses me. Um, and I think when you can do that, and the earlier you can do that, the better off you'll be. The better you're, It's all about the rebound. And if you yes. can rebound and you can love yourself, and I'm getting very kumbaya and woo-woo, but it's true, and I ha- it took me a really long time to learn that, and I have to tell that to Corinne every day because she compares herself on social media every day, and it's I'm so here to tell you not it's to. fake. It's so fake. It's so, so fake. hard not but to. But those people don't know how hard they're fucking it up for everybody. They're really fucking they, it up. You take a picture every day at a hotel room, and you're looking out on the – Crystal blue beach that you made even bluer. No, the they, they, is natural. They stockpile those photos. You go to a place one day, you stockpile photos, and it makes it look like you're there for a month. Yeah, 40 right. photos. And yeah. then it's like every day is like life is perfect, and look at my perfect coffee with a perfect fucking leaf in the top of the ca- uh, cappuccino. I travel for, and I, I love my life, and I, I have no everything. bad days. Which, by the way, I know travel vloggers, and they're like slumming it. Shit they're shows. like, they're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for anything. Like, a lot of them aren't making money. No, because they just get paid in travel vouchers. So right. they they can stay at the hotel for free. They can eat there for free. But they don't make any money there. So if they ever try to come home, they don't have anywhere to live. They only are living because these hotels are paying them to stay there, but they don't actually make any money. It's such a facade. It's it? Oh, it's it's like it's like Hollywood, right? 
you build a beautiful cityscape set and you walk behind it and it's all a bunch of fucking wood and like weird ass like but really dead souls oh well no no, no. behind it is you just see all the screws all the wood all the <laughs> like all the framing you, you see all the bullshit back there but in front it's like wow and that's instagram modeling Shiny. to a t yeah we're absolutely. gonna talk about the rebound when we come back from this ad break this very special ad break Hey, hope you're enjoying this break. And also, hopefully you're subscribed on CastBox because even though you can listen to our podcast on any app, we hope that you're listening to it on CastBox because that's the best one. And why don't you give us a break and only use the CastBox app when you're listening to our show. I mean, you could listen to it on iOS or Android. and That's totally chill. But you'd be really giving us a break because we're on break. None of what you're saying makes sense because they can listen to CastBox on iOS and Android. It's not mutually Listen, exclusive. I don't know how it works. I don't have all the information. <laughs> I just happen to know that I think it's really great. Okay. Well, great. Good for you. Also, if you can rate and review us, it really helps people find our podcast, and we'd really appreciate it. I give Nikki an 8 out of 10. Please excuse Steve, and please like us. Always room for improvement. We're trying our asses off. All right. So you need a toilet paper because you're not trusting... You know, the kind of toilet paper that you use very often, okay? Well, this one is the first toilet paper. It's called Freaky Fresh. It's the first toilet paper that sumo wrestlers, yes, that's right, sumo wrestlers, the sloppiest and biggest eaters who also take the biggest dumps, fully endorse Freaky Fresh. You can take the biggest, swathiest, mightiest dumps, and this is the toilet paper that will clean up after it. And you know how cool they are? Cool enough to sponsor this show. They know what they have. Okay, you take a, a nice green dump. And we're back. You're going to want to use this one. <laughs> and we're right? back. We're back. Wow. What a niche audience that, that item was Freaky for. Freaky Fresh. Appreciate that. Hey, we appreciate them for, for sponsoring us. For sponsoring us. us. Finally, Fresh. a cool toilet paper company <laughs> who, who, knows what they, who knows what they make. <laughs> okay. I like that. So, Jess, yes. you, you've gone through a lot of different avenues in your life. It's like you've lived like 10 different lives. I feel that way. Right? <laughs> but yet, like... You're such a, you're such a, you're so good at reinventing yourself. So Thank what you. are you up to now? What what's your life like? I feel like I follow you on Instagram, which by the way you should find you should follow Jess on Instagram at Jess Jess Lazama Jess underscore Lazama. Yes. Um, every day on IG stories, you're up at like five a.m. working out. Um, you're working with brands. You're, uh, you're just. I feel like you're just always doing stuff. What's your life like right now? Jess, you're basically the coolest person of all time. Um, <laughs> what's no, like being the Corinne coolest is, person Corinne ever? is the coolest person. Yeah, of all everybody. Time. She created like Corinne. She yeah. created Corinne. Correct. I sure. want to be like Corinne. You're like you should have as your bio creator of Corinne. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna change that today. That's good. When you go to Instagram later, TM. it will say Jess underscore Lazama on Instagram. It will say <laughs> creator of Corinne. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm literally gonna do you that. You should do that. You know that Corinne that you all like? Yes. I'm gonna find the TM and we'll copy and paste it into. Everybody knows Corinne. You know, you know her, you like her. We know her. I want to be like her. But do you know the creator? But do you know the creator of her? (laughs) Behind every great Corinne is her mother. Yeah. And I am that. (laughs) Um, Now I feel like we're at that point in our careers where I felt like last year, I'm like, oh man, I really got to go all in and go ham next year and figure it out because I'm not getting any younger. I'm tired of throwing shit at the wall. And in what we do, it's feast or famine because it's like an actor's life, except you're a YouTuber, blogger influencer person like what 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 are we doing like, i don't what is know our job right. nobody no, knows, our right? job was not around when we were growing we find no. out what our you job is never, by the week i feel like yeah you couldn't have when we were younger meeting with a high school counselor you couldn't pick <laughs> this as a career it just 
happened. Now it's a full on career, and it trips me out whenever people refer to me as an influencer it's or weird. something. I'm like, that sounds so douchey. I will give it to us. I'll give it to us though that we really know how to make money in creative ways. Like, wouldn't you agree? Like, money comes in different avenues where you're like, oh, you can make money doing this. This is yeah. so fun. I do love that. It what it what social media really did is get rid of the middleman, which I am a huge supporter of. Because before you had to go to an agency, the agency finds you work uh, through whatever advertising or wh- whatever wherever your the agency is getting you work. Um, but now. It gets rid of the agency. You don't need it. Like, you don't need to pay a commission to somebody for work that you just get directly through yourself, through an audience that you built. You don't have to audition. That's my favorite thing because I was not good at auditioning. I was putting everything I had into acting. If you hired me on a, on a project, I was good and confident at acting. I was not good at auditioning. Auditioning is a whole different beast. It's like you, you're in this room with, like, bright, it was like this room. It's like with fluorescent lights and nothing like the set. The casting director like, doesn't give you anything. Like they're not actors. So you're. it's just so different than how acting is. And so being able to get rid of the middleman and build a platform where like you can really use your voice and like say what you want and then to be rewarded by um, having that be your living has been great. But then there's also that pressure of now that it's your job, it's like creativity on demand. Right. Yeah. And that's exa- that can be very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, for me now, I feel like just like you and I were talking about before, do what makes your – what sets your soul on fire. Yes. And for like this, doing podcasting makes you so happy. Yeah. It makes me so happy it that does. you guys are doing it <laughs> because then you're not bored with your job and you're, you're – you find ways to be creative because you're like, oh, I can talk about this and I want to talk about this and I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. It and feels, you don't feel like it's a job. It feels very much like old YouTube because it's not like – it's like YouTube decided to demonetize everybody, right? Like we're all in this box of like our videos are demonetized. You never know if you're getting AdSense revenue anymore. It, it's almost impossible to make a living directly from AdSense on YouTube unless you're making huge numbers like what we were Super talking Bowl. about. Super Bowl numbers. Super Bowl numbers. Man. Right. But then – so it kind of put everyone back to where we were in the beginning where no one was making money before. And now you just actually have to follow your passion. You got to do what's fun. And you just got to do things that don't – pay you money and if they do start paying you money then that's cool like that's cool too but like you finally get to do your voice and not what is trending <laughs> like you not whatever that is trending. by the way it doesn't gotta be number stuff because i feel like we're, we're really we're hank- hunkering down on youtube stuff right now but it could be whatever you'd like to do like whatever i remember my mom she used to make these things called shutters where she would she would take like a like a shutter that goes next to a window, right? Where you open and close the shutter. Yeah. And she would use labels and put phone numbers on the shutters so that you could have all your phone numbers by your phone mounted and she would paint flowers on it and stuff. Oh, it looked really cool. cool. And she would put it by by the phone because we all used to have like landline phones, obviously. <laughs> uh, and then you could open the shutter and see the number to who you call and then you close it so it doesn't look all cluttered with all, the, all these numbers on it. And my mom was so passionate about that, right? But she had four kids. She had like... My dad was always at work, so she was always with us, like, constantly. Mm -hmm. And so she would do these things on the side, and she wanted to make it a business. But I think that always 
like the the time constraint always stopped her from doing what she loved to do. Yeah. And I wish that she got to because she's so crafty and good at that kind of stuff. I think now is the best time for artists too because of social media. She because should get back into it. You can showcase your work like that. Like before. Yeah, but nobody's gonna want a cell phone uh, a number holder now. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> she has to walk away from that idea and find something else. But before she would have to you know find her audience through like a farmer's market or like somewhere like some flea market or something like that. Yeah. And now it's like you. Can but if you love it, then you can find it. So yes. like wherever you are, you can find somewhere to venue whatever the hell you're yeah. doing and that's exactly it if someone said you're going to do what you love but you're not going to make any money doing it and you're like I don't care I'm still passionate exactly. about it that's your thing that's mm-hmm. the dirty secret right? about everything that that's I the think dirty we do. secret right because I, I was writing scripts in the basement I've told people this before I feel like I talk about it all the time but I don't even understand that sentence that I'm writing scripts in the basement the for free because I love to do it right Amazing. and to find out that you get paid for it later is tight but I would have done, do. exactly. done it anyway. But I would have done it anyway. That's the beauty. Like when you find the thing that you like, that's whether, your purpose. No matter what the hell it is, that's your thing. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Work while you try to do your thing. That that's what I did. Like oh yeah, I was doing improv at nights and on the weekends, like fucking four nights a week. I'm doing improv, right? And because I loved it, period. Right. Like, and I would have to go work an eight hour day job. And then I'd get home and go do my improv thing, right? Like it sucked, but I would do that. And I would even intern at Upright Citizens Brigade because I had no money to pay for anything. So I would work at the Upright Citizens Brigade to pay for my classes. But that's but I loved it. So I would have done it for free, which is what I was doing. Yeah. Like that's and see, the whole see, that's jam. the thing is that so many people talk about wanting to be successful, wanting to make money, wanting to do all this stuff, but they don't have a thing that they're passionate about. They don't they don't focus on the why. They focus on the how. Oh, that's a good like, one. Yeah. And I want to be famous. Right. And I want to make that's, money. That's a new one too. It's like yeah. I want to be famous. What do you want to be famous for though? What do you what do you really like? Like what do you like about yourself? And I think that's a problem with getting to know yourself too. I don't think people spend enough time alone and getting to know like what they actually like. They just see what what these famous people like and then they go, "Oh, I like that too." Instead of like really getting to know yourself and figuring out what you like. What do you see yourself doing with all this in like a couple years from now, Jess? Like, Guys, what's I'm next? I'm obsessed with fitness. Yes. I started doing um, these Lacey Stone Fitness Boot Camps last year. And I'm on my third one. And I think I'm going to do them every year, all year. And I want to get ACE certified and do something with it. I want to do something where I'm helping women, helping empower other women. Because every woman I know is perpetually dieting. We're always dieting. We have such bad relationships with food. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was me for the longest time. I was either eating really good or I was eating really bad or I was whatever, just punishing myself. My cheat days where, yeah, just sounds bad. Um, But fitness really is my outlet to release tension and stress. And for some people, that's meditation. For some people, that's therapy. For some people, that's driving or hiking. For me, that's like slamming a ball onto the ground with everything that I have. (laughs) Um, And then releasing endorphins because, you know, happy people – can't kill people like that's <laughs> oh, sorry Jesus that's Christ. very specific that, that, was yeah, from, yeah. that was from the movie um unless you get really blonde. happy killing people it was legally blonde she said that i should have referenced that before and not just sound like a psycho Holy um <laughs> context please context yeah that was Clean from the movie legally blonde um but it's true like that makes me happy the i i it yeah. feels every part of my body and i get up at 5 a.m to do it and um i'm all about it i'm all about meal prepping and like i'm the crazy girl who sets alarms to eat now and like just Knowing how to feel my body and loving where I'm at, even yeah. if, you know. And I feel like you can always tell when people are passionate about what they're doing because you have, like, a glow. Like, you have, like, you, I can tell that you love this. Whereas when you're 
doing something like on YouTube when YouTube's dying and you don't like it that much, but you feel like you have to do it. Like the glow, there's no glow. I've had a Bali YouTube video ready for months. <laughs> yeah, months. what is Joey the deal? Joey filmed edit the we whole thing. We went to we Bali, went to we Bali like Bali. six months ago. <laughs> yes, we did. And Joe created the most beautiful video. It's a great video. video. It's great. Yeah. He showed it to me. Looks tight. And he's like, yeah, just won't post it. And I'm like, what the hell is her deal? I have to film an intro for it, and I'm just exhausted to even <laughs> think about it. right now that. on my phone. Jesus. And then he's No, like, but it sounds so easy, but I when know. you're not passionate about it and you don't want to do it, it's the hardest thing in the world. It's the hardest thing in the world. And that's why when you said you were doing this, I was so excited for you guys because yeah. I can see the glow. Oh thanks. oh, thanks. I can see that you guys are excited for this, and it makes me excited for you. I yeah. just have a very shiny face, but, but Nikki <laughs> has a glow. I agree. Nikki has a glow. I just like to be able to talk i feel like i've had all this stuff in me that i want to share with the world but i don't know the way to do it on youtube like youtube i don't know my channel is kind of like more of a an entertainment channel like i don't want it's like you were talking about um to corinne not showing that weak side or that vulnerable side it's hard for me to show like a serious side on youtube when i started it posting comedy sketches same you know and i I feel like they're not there for that yeah, exactly. But, but they're there for you. They sure, sure, yeah, sure. And yeah. and I get that now. Um, but even so, doing like a longer format, this type of um, sharing this type of information, I just didn't know how to really put that into a, a YouTube format. I feel like this is the best outlet for me as far as like um, getting to share these things and sharing them with, with the people that we're bringing on, like you. Like I, I love having you guys on here and – and being able to like share different stories and perspectives. Because if you think about like like I got into acting because I liked sharing other people's stories and perspectives by being those people on film and sharing their stories. Yeah. And this way is this I'm doing the same exact thing but I'm bringing actual people with stories. Well, you guys are really easy to talk to one and two. I feel like you can get the most out of somebody when you're talking to them. It would be really hard yeah. for me to see like just to look at a camera and to be this yeah. without this human interaction and I'm like feeding off of you and when, when you when you smile and talk, you can actually actually hear the person smiling and I feel like that's how it is when you're talking to someone and you're like talking into a camera into a microphone and not like a camera where it's just me looking into a black lens yeah having to pretend right that's always the worst that's why I know some YouTubers paint smiley faces on the cameras and oh, stuff. Oh, wow, okay. So they can feel like they're talking to somebody, which is dark. But oh, also man. it's Yeah, it's useful, I guess, Sad to but someone. true. But holy shit, <laughs> do they act like it? When I go to, a, like, a convention and you're trying to talk to these people, it gets pretty nuts. We can be a little weird. Because well, not we're... you. You're a normal person. You think so? Yeah, you're not a YouTuber, okay? When I say YouTuber, I mean the cats who are in the basement all I the get time. It. Who yeah, no human people. interaction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of unload at the, like, grocery store on the person loading up your groceries. And they're like, man, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> right, yeah. I didn't do need you, all that. Do you think for you, though, because uh, I've been reading a lot about how people scar their minds in order to will what they want into existence. Do you think that's what you did to get to get through the pain of what you're dealing with? I don't think I knew that back then. I didn't know back then if you tell yourself that you're happy that you're happy. I just knew that I hated the way that I felt. And honestly, people were like, how did you do it? And I'm like... Guys, there's nothing special about me. I mean, maybe there is. I love myself enough to say that there is, but we all have it. It's that fight or flight syndrome, you know? If you had a baby looking up at you for every single move, like, what do I do? How do I react? What's a coping skill? You would you would change your tone and you would change your attitude and you'd be more positive in general. Mm-hmm. So how I was and how I am is greatly attributed to Corinne and me having her looking up to me for these life skills. Yeah. And I was poorly equipped. <laughs> and I somehow did it. So if I can do it, anyone can. You use your obstacles to change and grow. Some people use their obstacles to stunt their growth. And I think that's the difference. 
Well, I don't even think they know they're doing that. They just, no, they don't. To them, they're like, Fight hey, the look, resistance. I got these obstacles, but it's, Yeah, I guess it. I can't go farther because there's a, a rock in my path. But and they've you, also you're like, been, oh, I can go over the rock but if they've I just also been build taught a ladder. That that's how it is. I yeah. love that. And that's what it is, too. You just got to fight the resistance. You got to fight. You really do. Like, whatever is resisting in your life. Someone said that to me very recently. Um, and when you feel that tug or pull, whatever it is, whether you're happy or sad or if it's personal or professionally, like, that's when you push harder. Like, yeah. that's when you're right there and something amazing is going to happen is when that pushback. That's they the say being don't like. quit when you're three feet away from gold. And you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't know. Gotta but keep how digging. do I know I'm not fucking 300 feet away from you gold? You don't know. I'm out of here. <laughs> and that's the journey. This gold thing sucks. That's the spent journey. 30 years on this. That's the What about journey. the cats who spend like their whole life looking for the fucking mummy and then they don't find it? You know what I think? I think they were on the wrong path the whole time. Oh, man. I don't think they're, true. I think they thought they wanted this mummy so bad because they had read about it when they were a kid or whatever. And I don't think they were actually following their life path. What about Maybe the cat who spent like 100 years like looking for Noah's Ark? And he dies and he doesn't find it. Well, he probably learned a lot along the way. Probably. Yeah, what a great novel, man. Good you ever read, have you ever read The Alchemist? He's like, yeah, you think while he's like like, yes. like on his deathbed, yeah. the cat's like looking at his at his kids. And he's like, well, at least I learned a shit of a lot on the way. And, he, and then he's gone, right? <laughs> That's like, tragic. Beep, beep, beep. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. Have you ever read The I think Alchemist? He's like, I wish I didn't look for Noah's Ark my whole Steve. life. Steve. No, I haven't read, the, read Alchemist. the Alchemist. I have no idea what you're saying. Goddamn Alchemist! Well, it's all it. about this. And, well, and anyway, if you haven't, this. if you have, <laughs> inspire people. One of the, my favorite parts of the Alchemist, which by the way, you should read it. It's a really quick read. We actually read it on our honeymoon. Yes, in we Bali. did. Super um, fun. I read it and then I passed it on to Jess, like in the same trip, because it was so quick and easy and, and great. Um, I didn't your personal I was legend. YouTube videos it's of radical classic. car crashes. You were actually on your fantasy football league chat the whole time. But That's anyway, he was. But it's about finding your personal legend point. Wow. That teaches me. To share private things with you. <laughs> I'm on the chat. I just ignored it. Anyway. Personal so legend. My favorite part uh, well, that has to pertain to this in the in the Alchemist is there's a guy on the boat who wants to be an alchemist. Like he What the hell's an alchemist? I don't it's a guy that does magic. I don't know. He oh, like sick. he changes water into gold. I don't really know. But anyway, oh, sick. The, there's there's only one and he's in this like oasis of a town or whatever. And so he, uh, the boy that's the main the protagonist of the story gets on the train with this guy that actually wants to be an alchemist. So he wants to go talk to the alchemist to learn how to be an alchemist. Wait, and so the there is an alchemist on the train. No, no, no. There's an alchemist on the in, boat. In, no, in an oasis. In okay, the, so he's oasis talking now. to somebody else who's who. who oh my they god! Both Just be let alchemist? me get through the story. Wait, they both want to be alchemists. No, the boy doesn't. The boy does not want to be alchemist. He's looking for treasure. Okay, gotcha. Okay, he gets on the boat. That they both need to go to this town. And the guy that he gets on, the, I don't know if it was a boat or a train. I can't remember. I think but it was a boat. It was a boat. Okay. It's important. So, um, so he gets on a boat with a guy that actually wants to be an alchemist, but that guy is not meant to be the alchemist. The boy's actually meant to be the alchemist. Oh, the guy got to be a farmer and or something? And so the alchemist tells tells the boy, like, oh, I met that guy that wanted to be an alchemist, and that's not, he is not going to be no, an he's going to be a farmer, dude. He's going to be so a fish the, farmer. But I love that because he said, because that, that guy that wanted to be an alchemist, he started wanting to be an alchemist, but he learns things along the way in that pursuit of wanting to be the alchemist, and maybe that's not what you end up as. And I think that's all of us. I think that, like, we started wanting to be whatever we wanted to be. You want to be an imp improviser. I was going for acting, and I'm, we still pursue those things, but here we are doing something completely different, and now people want to be YouTubers and influencers. I never whatever. wanted to be an improviser. 
I wanted to be a, a comedian. Okay. And improv was what I used to Holy sculpt my, my brain that way. Well, just, just to clarify, if somebody else out there is judging me, like, yo, this guy wanted wow. to be an improviser, way to aim low. The different tiers of freaking. <laughs> I mean, you know, it ain't hard to be Only an people in the comedy world would, like, you even, spend think, that, even think though, that about, like, oh, the lowliest tier of comedy. True, true. Improv. True. <laughs> the I didn't fucking know that. circus of comedy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you weren't good at stand up, so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, no, but, but the point is, is that like you, you start off your journey wanting to be something, but you need to allow the freedom of maybe, maybe you were sent on that journey to not be that thing, but to learn all these other things along the way. Be open. Don't close yourself off to other opportunities. Yeah. And so that's how I feel about those guys that never found the mummy. I think they weren't, they weren't supposed to find the mummy. They and were they were closed to, off. Yeah. They were supposed to just find something else along the way. Um, well, they were looking for the mummy. Though. Back to Jess, though. If they didn't though. do it, then they failed. That's how I, I look at it. <laughs> this is how our conversations go in real life, though. We yeah. talk about all the things. That's Except true. I call Steve an idiot about a hundred more times. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I yeah, that's true. Like, just let me tell the fucking alcohol story. Let me finish my story. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't even get to finish my story. Wait, how yeah, many alchemists are in this alchemist book? Listen, if, What's it an took, alchemist? if it took me as long as it took Nikki to tell a story, you know, we'd be here for a long if time. If I didn't get interrupted thousands of times by you asking you call the it stupidest questions. I sit here politely listening for a very long time. You have to admit. But then I interject a little bit, and then you call it interrupting. I'm just saying. Okay, Jess. <laughs> Jess, who's right? Jess, who's right? Pick one. Jess, pick me, please. And don't be wrong. Jess, pick me. Who needs coping mechanisms in this world? We are here for you. <laughs> I pick no sides. I like. How I'm the alchemist. You're the alchemist. I'm the alchemist. Along. You're the podcast. I am. I am. And so we I just can some turn assholes. water into wine. <laughs> what would you say is your biggest struggle now? My biggest struggle now is um, being creative. 24-7 because we have to be even though I'm not on YouTube all the time I'm still on my blog I'm still a creator who works with brands who wants me to shove ideas their way about whatever campaign they're doing social media platforms Instagram Twitter like all the things mm-hmm. there's just so much content that I feel like we have to produce on the daily that I personally feel overwhelmed sometimes yeah and I have to Sometimes, you know, and perception's reality. And I look at other people's lives and I'm like, wow, they have it really figured out and they're doing so good. They're daily with all the things. How do they keep up? Well, and usually so they, have to, they, have they have staffs. No, yeah, they have always have teams, yeah. always. So I'm trying to find that balance. And so for me, it's just, okay, you're, you love fitness, then fucking do it and yeah. get certified and do something with it and like no, don't talk about it. That's my thing. If you're going to, if you're thinking about it all the time, yeah. either shit or get off the pot. Yes. Like, do something about it. It's execution is everything. Yeah, the people that talk about it a lot and don't make any action steps, Boring. I get so frustrated. You're like, you're full. You, there's you so much smoke so around much. you, dude. Yes. Yeah, but they're good at talking, so maybe they should be on a podcast. Yeah, maybe they should be a motivational speaker. Yeah, see? <laughs> I, no, I actually do. Th- you know what's so funny is I, I know so many people like that who are really good at talking, motivating themselves to ultimately do nothing. They motivate themselves to motivate yeah. themselves. Yes. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing this for, man? Yeah. Like, what's it for? Like, what's the end game? Because I, I, I know you're you're motivated. That's cool. You're jacked on it. Mm-hmm. But execution but is what? everything. Yeah. And they're what not are you actually, motivated to do? Yeah. Yeah. To say that they're motivated. Right. Mm-hmm. And to, to say on Instagram how motivated they are every day to ultimately do nothing. That's why I don't like bikini pictures with inspirational quotes. We talked about this, too. Like, uh-huh. I'll never fucking be like, you know... I like bikini pictures and I like inspiration. That is love. But together, maybe not. 
Yeah. yeah I Put just, together, it's also some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Some people do that because they're like, you know what? I'm very religious and it's not good to show my body, so I need to shove that in there. For me, I'm like, if I'm showing off my body, it's because I have something to say. Like, I fucking hated this part of my body and now I'm showing it to you. So yeah. suck it if you don't like it. What if somebody likes their body and they want to remember 9-11? That's beautiful. <laughs> I just think timing is everything. And maybe the not in the same sentence. Okay. They're like, hey, it's been, you know, 15 years. And here's me in I bikini. want to give a huge shout out, first of all, to remembering 9-11. Never forget. And here's this cool navy blue bikini that I just got. Looks great with my tan skin. And I want to show off that, too, at the same time. And maybe that's okay, too, Jess. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. judgmental fuck. I'm a little bit fucking judgmental. A little bit. A little bit. I would personally like people to put on bikinis and be like, you know, be nice to me in this photo because I'm very sensitive, so you should be nice to each other. There's a motivational quote. Wait, you want to take a picture in a bikini and then say be nice to me? No, I'm saying in general, if people were like, you know, I'm very sensitive, be nice to me, and then they threw in that motivational quote because it made sense to the picture, then it would make sense to me. But if they just put up a picture and they're just like, love your... Successes in the journey. Yes. You're a butterfly in the universe and (coughs) spread your wings, tiny caterpillar. Then I'm like, what the fuck are you really talking about? Well, they want you to look at them and they want you to look at them. Yeah. You've got a great body. Just compliments on their ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just leave no caption. But, I, but don't you think that they're like, I'm a good person when they post that? Because it's like, I'm, I I'm inspiring am inspiring people. people. Yeah, exactly. I think people need to reevaluate how they use their voices yeah. publicly. Dude, because that, that's one of the big things that all these top tubers do now is like, I'm inspiring people. Maybe because ins- they're uninspired. Like, be yeah. a boss, bitch. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I love that word, oh, by the way. Fucking shit, love, boss, man. bitch. I'm a boss, bitch, don't boss you know? Bitches. I'm yeah. inspired when people are truly living their authentic selves. Truly. Which is really rare in the social media world. Like, it's rarely the person that's like, I'm inspiring people right now, and I work so hard to I inspire so all hard. of you. And I'm, I'm so exhausted. tired. I, yeah. I died for your fucking sins, all my viewers. <laughs> That's how they talk, it's man. Like, Jesus, it I know. is. And it's always them holding a, an award. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. At some show that Even you've never I'm exhausted, heard of before. I crawled to these awards because I'm so fucking tired <laughs> all, all the you. time. But you know what? As I army crawled on stage and I drank some electrolytes on the way, as I as I picked up this heavy award and pulled myself up the podium, I did it for you. So and love yourself. Yeah, exactly. So love yourself. But really just love really me, love, love me. my brand, yeah. suck my dick. Can I tell you what's you fucking later. hard for me? Speaking of, like that shit, like that's annoying, one. But two is when we get these brand deals to be authentically you but still be in their voice too. Right. Right. Like that shit like, You is can't hard. tell me to be authentically me and then not like my authentic self. And not let me be funny about it. Yeah. yeah. And I love when they they compliment you like, we love your videos, we love all those things about you, but also be nothing like your videos. Yeah. Can you just be <laughs> nothing like we just chose – you to be like can you just be what we want you to be hey can you be really smiley all the time and more energy yeah more, yeah, energy. more energy bigger energy do i just i straight up well you know how they do the, the kickoff calls like to like tell you what they want and stuff i tell them on the kickoff calls like just so you know like i'm not a bubbly person so don't ask me to be bubbly <laughs> like if you're gonna like that's my one thing like don't like my videos and then ask me to you know to work with you and like, then why do they tell like me your videos then? can right. i be can i be on the other end of the line yeah nikki that's really that's first of all that's great and um we're gonna circle back we're just gonna <laughs> yes. we're gonna put our heads together and then we're gonna circle back with you and we'll get back to you on that okay is that the conversation always well, it's like, they'll circle back. every single so one so then you do the video and then they go yeah we just want a little bit more listen, listen, nikki we're, we're we're pushing up against um the way that you were acting in the video first of all we love it it's perfect it's great 
But what we're looking for is for you to be more excited about the product. They actually, it's which less. Which is vaginal cream. It's less that now <laughs> and more. Um, can like this part alluded too much to sex? Can you take out this joke and this dick joke and this <laughs> this sex joke? We're pushing You're like, up Have you seen any of my videos? But it's like I, I'm not even being vulgar with it. Like one of <laughs> we did this like uh, that we were looking at homes and there was like a kitchen that was really small and and Steve was like it's not the size that matters right and I was like it kind of is and they made me take it out oh that's so innocent I know it's like innocent stuff like that yeah but the small dick people are listening and they're going like but I was talking about a kitchen yeah bad on them for being dirty you you meant the kitchen really mattered because it does and if someone wanted to think something else that's on them that's on them how they receive your message um, well, thank you so much for being here, Jess. Thanks for having I hope me, guys. that you out there are inspired by Jess's story. I get really inspired by it just because people, it's really easy to let excuses get in your way and bring you down and tell you that you shouldn't even try. But like you look at someone like Jess and you're like, what the fuck? What am I doing? What am I talking about? Like, I need to get my shit together. So thank you for being here. Where can they find you? Everywhere, Jess underscore Lazama. I know that underscore wow. is really annoying. Just Lazama on YouTube and JustLazama.com. But on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, it's just underscore Lazama. I got it all. Yeah, it's all locked in. You got to do that. Boss bitch. You're a real boss bitch. Hashtag boss bitch. Hashtag inspiration. Hashtag work so hard. Hashtag worth it. Hashtag mama. Um, Also, if you like our podcast, please rate us five stars. We would really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. And if you have any topics that you want us to discuss or you have a story that you'd like to share of something that you wish that you would have known, you can drop us a message at podcast at Nikki.Limo. And we just want to close with some final thoughts. Final thoughts, guys? Final thoughts. Um, Yeah, man, I'll, I'll say this. You know, it's hard out there for pimps, okay? In America. It's hard out there, I know. But if you pick your head up, you pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and you work real hard, you too can do whatever you like, including hooking, having sex for money, is, which is hooking as well. You know, no, really. I mean, I really do think that you can do anything, but I get afraid of like, hey, like there's like that great Key and Peele sketch. Where yeah. it's like you can do anything, you can yeah. fly. I wanted, I, 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 <laughs> and like kids jumping <laughs> off of cliffs and shit. Thanks like, for wrong. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the reminder because I did want to touch on that because well, it'll just make it my final thought. Yeah. But like, I hate when YouTubers or influencers are inspiring people and they're like, "Quit your job and and just do your passion." Do what I Same did. Thing. No, no, no. Do your passion. Yes, definitely pursue your passion, but work for it. Like if you really are passionate about. It like work, do save your money, do it on the side, do it for free, do it when you have your job and that's paying your bills so that it affords you to be able to pursue your passion. And yeah, it's going to be tight and it's it's not going to be easy. And Wait, you're it's going to be tight. It's gonna, money's oh, going to awesome. be tight. Money's going to be tight. Oh, money's going to be yeah, tight. Yeah, super tight, super tight. And that's and awesome. Though. Can you just let me wrap up my final thoughts? <laughs> You're going to have to say no to parties. Now it just ruined my flow. Anyway, just, you know, pursue your dreams, but also don't, like, don't rush it. Don't quit your job. Don't be stupid. Like, don't don't be an idiot. Nice. Thank you. That's a good (laughs) wrap-up. Don't be an idiot. My final thoughts, uh, I was from a single mom who I wish somebody would have told me you're going to fuck up and it's okay. I'm telling you, you're going to fuck up and it's okay. You just got to, it's all about the rebound and you got to dust yourself off and get the fuck up. Life goes on. Nice. I like it. Much better than Steve's final thought. Try it again. This time, no. be less inspiring. <laughs> no. All it's right. It's going to be sad. <laughs> We're done. Thank you so much, Jess. Thanks, guys.
When you said it's gonna be tight, that's good. Shut the fuck up. Why didn't anyone tell me? Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.